You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. Holy cow. <laughs> what a game. Uh, the 49ers come up uh, on top at the end of the game and prove to 9-1. And, and what a finish. You know, the 49ers finally get the victory. They finish with the score of 36-26, to 26, which... Holy cow, the <laughs> Vegas people and all that kind of stuff with the way that game ended, that was bonkers. You know, obviously they're going to do their whole, the Cardinals are going to do their whole pitch and whatever else. That was nuts. Uh, what a game. Jimmy Garoppolo, good Lord, uh, goes off. He is the third quarterback in franchise history, joining only Joe Montana and Steve Young to throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns in one game. That's it. It hasn't happened for the 49ers since 1993. Um, that was the year we won the Super Bowl, uh, the 1994 Super Bowl, because it takes place the uh, after the new year. So, uh, But, yeah, it, it hasn't happened. <laughs> and so for Jimmy Garoppolo to go out there and put the game completely on his back, was he perfect? By no stretch. Um, two awful throws, for sure, um, that ended in interception. One of them was off the hands of uh, Roz Dwelly, but way behind him. You know, he was getting pressure in his face whenever he threw it, but it was way behind, and that got intercepted. And Both of his interceptions took place in the red zone, which we took points off of our board because of those two things, but when you're throwing the ball 45 times, and we completely abandoned the running game in the second half, they we didn't even attempt it. Uh, we just quit doing it. Uh, by almost all means, until it came down to the very last drive, and we were trying to use some clock. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan just said, screw it. We're just going to throw the ball from here on out. 
And that's without uh, your top wide receiver, Emmanuel Sanders, didn't play in the fourth quarter. Most of the third, he didn't play. That's without Kittle, obviously. And so what's he going to do? He believes in his system. He believes in his quarterback. The offensive line had a much better game. And he just lit it up with Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel played wonderfully. Now, again, um, some negative plays with penalties and whatever else, but... Eight catches, 134 yards on 10 targets. Debo Samuel looked unbelievable. 16.8 yards per catch. He has back-to-back games over 100 yards. And not so much that he's going to be relied on as the number one. But imagine this offense if we had our two best offensive weapons in George Kittle and uh, Emmanuel Sanders the whole time. Now, Emmanuel Sanders did contribute uh, big time. He had five targets. He caught three of those for 33 yards. But every single time he went to the ground, he would just lay there because he was in pain. And you could see him just getting up slow. And every single time he got tackled, he ran straight to the sideline. Uh, there was no getting tackled and going back to the huddle. He'd, he'd lay on the ground, get up slow slowly and then jog gingerly straight to the sideline. So that was scary. And you saw him on the sidelines, not walking around, standing like a statue, you know, intent on the game, but you could tell he was not right. Um, and so you, you got to say hats off to Manuel Sanders. Rib injuries are 100% pain tolerance until you aggravate it more and then you just can't move and breathing hurts. So he could have said he's 32 years old. He's an old man from football standards, but he chose to put it on the line for this team, and we needed him. Um, he is automatically entering into this just like, wow, uh, type of personality and character guy that the team can rely on because all those people that are in the locker room and the coaches and everybody, they see what he is going through, and the fact that he stand up still and went out there and took those hits, Emmanuel Sanders, it speaks volumes. So uh, stat line, was it huge? Absolutely not. You know, three catches, 33 yards, but still, it's the attitude that is out there, uh, the the camaraderie between your team. And then you got George Kittle, who's tr- supposed to be off of his damn foot going crazy up against the window again, back-to-back weeks. Like, we're not at full strength. Uh, we won by 10, so we covered the spread depending on when you bet the game. Um, but what a crazy game. Just swings. Cardinals go out and score 16 straight points before we even wake up. 16 straight. Then the 49ers score 17 straight. Then it's back and forth, and the 49ers just turned it on at the end. And and that's what you have to do. You can look all the way across the NFL, and there's going to be people like, oh, y'all struggled against uh, the Cardinals twice. Guess what? They beat us eight times in a row. We had lost eight games in a row to this crappy franchise. Um, but now we've won two and they were both tough. You know, you won 28 to 25 on the road and you're like, Hey, it's a road win, whatever this game, we've got two turnovers. We get off to an awful start. They're coming out hot, but then you respond and how do you respond? How do you leave the field? And this team, despite the injuries, which we're going to talk about in a second, this this team continues to grow together and all these players have been here since we've been losing. It's not a bunch of new guys on the team, even if you look at the rookie uh, class. There's not a lot of new guys that are around. They have galvanized together. And at some point, you know, Kyle Shanahan even said this in his press conference, very similar game to the week before versus Seahawks, except 
We finished it. And he even said, if you didn't get the touchdown on the the play to, which how crazy is this? Jeff Wilson's first play of the game is a game-winning touchdown catch. He didn't have a reception before this game. Um, so that's awesome and wonderful. But Kyle Shanahan said, I was going to go for it on fourth down. I was going to leave it up to the kicker. And you could even see this after we scored. You know, we run the ball three times after the fumble by Demontre Moore, who we just added this week. Uh, love that we rely on players in crucial situations that are brand new to the team. It just builds trust that Kyle Shanahan trusts Jeff Wilson, undrafted free agent, fifth string running back at the start of the season to throw him the ball in that crucial situation to score. You love that you trust Demontre Moore, who you just signed off the street, to be out there whenever there's just a few minutes left in the fourth quarter and he forces a fumble. You've got to love that stuff. It's it's wonderful what has happened with this team and how just everybody responds. You see uh, Debo Samuel jumping up into the stands at the end of the game and just celebrating with the fans. And yeah, you know, the, if you were on Twitter <laughs> during the 0-16 start, when we're down 16 points, everybody was like, we're not making the playoffs. This is awful. And you're right. It is awful. We are a slow-starting football team. But the way you respond, uh, we are 9-1. 9-1, best record in the NFL. Uh, still have a game lead in our division against the Seahawks, who are on a bye week uh, right now. This you could not ask for more. Now we're going to focus and we're going to we're going to shift gears in a little while to pay attention to what the 49ers have coming up. But let's talk through some of these injuries because there's some big ones. Okay, uh, first off. Secondary concerns, nothing looked too major. We had both Kwan Williams, who is probably our defensive MVP at this point. He's he's playing great. He goes out with his shoulder. It was a stinger is what they uh, called it, but he went back out there. Emmanuel Mosley went down for a little while. Then he was able to get back out there. Um, our safety... Uh, Jimmy Ward, he goes down with an ankle issue. He's able to come back, so all those are good. D. Ford, hamstring did not come back. That is problematic for sure. Emmanuel Mosley, we already talked about, re-aggravated his rib. Um, who am I missing? Is there somebody else I'm missing? Uh, I think that kind of covers everybody, unless I'm, I don't think I'm missing somebody else. You guys uh, let me know, I'm sure, in the uh, things. Now, none of those injuries really seem long-term huge. Um could be wrong. You always got to wait till the day after. But it seems like, yeah, lots of people were down throughout the game. But this is what happens when you play two games in 13 days. That one day short matters. It matters a lot. And Kyle Shanahan even said it affects our wives uh, just because you're cramming everything in, which means you have to leave time out. It affects everybody, coaches, players, health, all of those things going from Monday night to Sunday night, especially when the other team gets an extra day. Um, so it, that plays into it. So without further ado, let's go through some questions, and we'll jump back into defense, offense, team stats, and looking forward. But if you do have a question, first off, thank you for joining me. Please hit the like button wherever you are. And yeah, let me just say this first off. I must apologize to you guys. My Hot Mic app listeners. Yeah, it was a technical difficulty day, big time, and it wasn't really anybody's fault. The problem is 
The national broadcast comes out of San Francisco. I live in Los Angeles, unfortunately. I uh, wish I lived in San Francisco, but work thing with the wife, not my choice, whatever. Um, anyway, because of that, I have to go off to a certain feed through the Hot Mic app, and it was problematic, just the download times, whatever. I have Sunday ticket, and I can't go off that, but it's on a 45-second delay. So tried our hardest to make that work, and it didn't work. We will be back live next week. We will fix the issue. I guarantee it. We will do whatever it takes. So I apologize. That's on me. Hopefully, you guys got to watch some of the other people that broadcast the Niners game. But next week on the Hot Mic app, if you want to join us, uh, just use promo code RUSHESF. Uh, it's the invite code. It's free. And then you can listen to us do live play-by-play. Play, uh, play play. So sorry about that. Much apologies. All right. First question, does our offense has a cause for concern? Well, it's, it's a matchup league. And as a former defensive coach and player, you can scheme things to take away what the other team wants to do. It's the Napoleonic rule of war. Don't do what your enemy wants you to do. Okay, So the 49ers want to run the football. It's who Kyle Shanahan is. It's who his dad was. It's who he's always been. He wants to run the football. And then if you have to rely on a quarterback, that's fine. So the Cardinals, the Seahawks, the Cardinals the previous time, the Washington Redskins, they have sold out and put eight and nine guys in the box. And when, I can't wait to do my film breakdown this week. Again, I load that on my Patreon account if you want to join us over there. It's uh, $8 a month, just a dollar a week. You get two breakdowns a week. Um Whatever. Uh, but anyway, I can't wait to do this because you're going to see seven, eight, nine guys in the box consistently. The Cardinals and everybody, these, all those teams I just mentioned, they want to load up on the box and force Jimmy Garoppolo to beat you. Well, he proved today that he can do it. Uh, just like he proved to them, um, the Cardinals two weeks ago, 13 days ago, that guess what? Yeah, he could do it. But the problem with this game as opposed to the other game is he didn't have any weapons. Uh, Debo Samuel was a weapon for sure, but he didn't have Kittle. He didn't have Sanders at full health. Didn't have Matt Breida out there. Didn't have Joe Staley out there, which Justin School played great, by the way, at left tackle. He played wonderfully well. Um, much better uh, job this time against Chandler Jones, who he's still got a sack. That's going to happen, but much better all across the board. So, yeah, if we do have any cause for concerns with our offense, it's the run game. But once we get Kittle back, that helps tremendously. Once we get Joe Staley, one of the best run-blocking offensive linemen in the history of the NFL, uh, it's going to help a lot. And, man, if you just look at how we won that game, it was you have to say Jimmy Garoppolo, his clutch throws to constantly put us in a position to be in the red zone. Now, once we got in the red zone, it was a little rough. That's where both of his interceptions took place, and they were just blitzing like crazy. He was playing against man coverage nonstop, and he had to get the ball out quick. Whenever his first read wasn't there, he was in trouble, and a lot of that had to do with the pressure that was coming his way. Jimmy Garoppolo can get uh, get through his read progressions relatively well, but not whenever it's a stacked box and they're blitzing. Uh, blitz is when they bring five or more. If they're just bringing four guys, he's going to have time to look around. But it was so crowded in there. <laughs> so he had to act quick. And, you know, the two interceptions were because he reacted so quick. Uh, he was a little bit off. He missed... He didn't read the linebacker dropping on his first interception that just looked like the worst pass ever. And the second one, he just it was a timing route, and it was a little behind Roz Dwelly, which I don't know how you throw it behind Roz Dwelly. He's one of the slowest people ever. Not trying to throw shade. He's just a big 
tight end, right? Um, if you led him too much, that makes sense. But throwing it behind a slow guy, that's kind of rough. Uh, Debo is legit. Yes, he is. Um, eight catches, 134 yards. And with how great Debo was, he didn't catch any of the four touchdowns. The people that caught the touchdowns, Roz Dwelly got two touchdowns. Gotta love this guy. He he just does he just does what's needed. He's duct tape. That should be his nickname, right? Roz Dwelly duct tape. That's just what he he fixes. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk goes out. All right, cool. I'll just be the fullback, even though I've never played fullback in my life. Okay, Kittle's down. Okay, now I'll move from fullback to tight end. Okay, you want a tight end number two? Yeah, I'll do that too. Like, he just goes and fits what you need. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, anytime we're in the offseason and talking free agent signings or draft prospects, their buzzword is versatility. They use that more than I use abysmal. And that's who Ross Dwelly is, this guy that was on their practice squad last year. They groomed him into their system. Now he's the number two tight end, um, and he just fits everything. He fits everything that you need. And these are the types of player that Kyle Shanahan wants to use, and he can move them everywhere and all of those things. Um, but the question was back to Debo Samuel. You know, Debo Samuel looks great. And the problem was, if you saw this in the third and fourth quarter, once Emmanuel Sanders went down, we were shuffling our wide receivers around so much, they didn't even know where to line up. There were about four plays in a row on one drive where Jimmy Garoppolo's under center. KB, you have to be over there. Debo, stop right there. You need to stop here. Uh, (laughs) Because people were just like, we don't play these positions. This is new for us. And you kind of have to fly because it's a very advanced system for Kyle Shanahan. But, um, yeah, you got to give props to the wide receiver. They cost us the game versus the Seattle Seahawks with the nine drops. There were a few drops here. But Kendrick Bourne gets a touchdown. He gets four catches for 31 yards on six targets. Jeff Wilson gets a touchdown. He played one play. Jeff Wilson played one play on offense, and it's the game-winning touchdown reception. That's it's hilarious. It's We have all these wide receivers. We have all these tight ends. We have all these running backs, fullbacks even. Now, let's go to our third-string running back that is a banger and throw him on basically a seam option route right up the middle. So it's unique to say the least, and we've got to give some love to Kyle Juszczyk. Uh, Career high in catches, seven catches on seven targets. Seven catches on seven targets, 100% catch rate for 63 yards. Wow. Um, And also, I will say this, the NFL Pro Bowl voting is up. If you head over to NFL.com, Kyle Juszczyk better be on your list, even though he missed games. Uh, It's special. So head over there anyway. Um, John, is Debo officially our number one wide receiver? I don't think so, actually. I still don't think so. The snap counts will say otherwise. This game he was. If everybody's healthy, the wide the receiving options numbers go Kittle, Emmanuel Sanders, Debo, and that is a strong three if they're healthy. Um, I really do think that's the pecking order of with how it will go, um, and then after that, it's going to be kind of running backs, whoever's in there. Matt Breida would be in there anyway. Yeah, 400 yards, eat it, haters. Again, Jimmy Garoppolo, 34 for 45, 424 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions, two sacks, a 115 passer rating, and again, 
Only the third 49er in franchise history to have 400 yards passing and four touchdowns in a game, joining Joe Montana and Steve Young. And what is Jimmy Garoppolo's record now as a starter? 17-3 and over the course of 20 games for his career. 17 wins, three losses. That is his second game-winning fourth-quarter drive um, of the season so far. He is playing wonderfully. And again, if you could just delete... Those one or two kind of brain fart moments for Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, you're creeping into excellence category. You're creeping into elite category. Uh, I think that eventually he will get there, but with where he is right now, he just has a couple of those plays where he doesn't throw the ball away. Instead, he takes like a huge sack, things like that. So there are three major negative plays that I saw in this game for Jimmy Garoppolo, both interceptions and then the sack that he took in the pocket where he progressed through his reads despite pressure um, and then almost fumbled it as he was getting hit. Um, So those are the things that you got to get rid of. Now, how many quarterbacks in the NFL actually don't do those things? Not that many. Uh, It doesn't matter if you're looking at Tom Brady, um, Aaron Rodgers. They all have this winner's mentality that tells tells their brain – no, let's turn something into uh, like let's make something out of this crappy play. And whenever they try to do too much, that's where bad things happen. Um, even throwing the ball against the grain as he's running to his left, he stopped squared up and threw it across grain. Great first down play on that. But again, he lives dangerously. And so you're going to continue to get touchdowns and interceptions, which uh, usually you want the two to one ratio. That's the bare minimum for a good quarterback. So he threw four touchdowns, two interceptions. So he met that criteria, but you've got to start limiting those interceptions. Um, Let's see here, Nick. Here we go. Uh, Do you think the defense must play the Cardinals man-to-man to stop the creation of wide open passes? It's not our defense, and I kind of wish it was at times. I wish we kind of shuffled things around a little bit more so that we didn't always do the cover three, Um, but it's who we are, and we don't really teach the chasing unless there's a single wide receiver on that side with no tight end. Or no running back to that side. Sometimes we'll do that, but just not that off. That not that, not that often. Now, D Ford injury, yes, hamstring. Not quite sure how serious that is. He already has the knee issue. I'm assuming it's probably to the same leg, which is problematic in and of itself. And man, we go from having no injuries whatsoever to the defensive line position to losing. Ronald Blair <laughs> to losing D Ford to losing um, big man DJ Jones up front. And also, hey, we got to give props today. Julian Taylor made some positive plays. Curious to see his snap count numbers and all those things, but he made some positive plays up front. Um, so, yeah, lots of stuff to, to look at there. What's my biggest takeaway from today's game? Jimmy Garoppolo, Debo, Sam- Debo Samuel. That's number one. And two, man, Kyle Shanahan is a crazy, crazy man when it comes to game time decisions. One, going for two there was, so whenever we scored the touchdown and we were up by four, he chose to go for two. And they even asked him this in the press conference. You know, there's a card out there that all coaches have, and it says in the fourth quarter, this is when you go for two and this is when you don't. Now, the card says to go for two in that situation. It's the wrong call. I can't stand it, but... We go for it, we don't get it. And here's why. We saw exactly why I don't like going for it there. Um, Here's the issue. You're up four points. 
if you go for two at six, so you're saying, oh, well, if they kick two field goals, then we'll be tied. But this is the reason why I don't like it. Um, I, I love being up by five over four, and it's key because of this. They go for it, and they score a touchdown, okay? Now they're up an entire field goal, which we saw, to where we have to kick a field goal to tie, not even to win the game if it comes down to that. If we just kick the extra point, now you're up five. So even if they score a touchdown, now you're forcing them to go for two. When you're leading, I don't like making mistakes to help them climb back in it. I want them to chase points. I don't need to chase points. I'm winning. I need them to play outside of their comfort zone to catch up. So I understand the logic. I just disagree with it. Um, So curious to see what happens next time we are up four and he has the choice to go for two or go for one because it didn't play out very well for us in that instance. Um, I always want that extra. I don't want to. I want them chasing points. I don't want to be giving points if I have the lead. So anyway, some people are going to disagree with me there. How many snaps did Dante Pettis get out there? I don't think he saw the field. Um, Maybe he got some in there on special teams. I did not see Dante Pettis out there at all. And I didn't see Marquise Goodwin out there until the last drive of the game. Um, He caught one difficult pass and had another drop. Shocker, shocker. Um, But yeah, it seems Pettis and Marquise Goodwin, which also we saw this the first game of the season as well. Pettis was banged up all week. His back issue was huge. Um, so they're going to say, well, he just wasn't healthy. But Debo, let me say this. Dante Pettis will be receiving snaps, but only under the optimum conditions. So if if there's anything wrong with Dante Pettis, he's just not going out there, which we saw today. But uh, you do have to kind of put an asterisk out by this game because um, – he did have a back issue all week. So that's exactly what Kyle Shanahan said the first week. Then the following week, he was like third in snaps for wide receivers, and then he was first in snaps. So uh, that's kind of what that is. Did uh, Kendrick Bourne redeem himself? He had a good game. Did he redeem himself? I don't think so. I mean, he cost his team the entire game against uh, the number two division opponent. So, um, But very positive game. Love the way Kendrick Bourne played. Uh, Four catches, 31 yards on six targets and a touchdown. So uh, definitely great. Love Kendrick Bourne. Not trying to talk trash against him at all. But, um, yeah, that's what that is. Um, How does this game affect us going into next week? Great question and great segue. Uh, Nick, you are the man as always. So here we go, guys. That was the easiest game we have rest of the year. (laughs) It gets bad from here on out. And I love this. The 49ers are 9-1. and one. We're going into the playoffs. Now, is it possible that the Niners lose six straight games? No, I don't think it is. Is it possible we could lose three or four? Yeah, that's very, very likely with the teams we're playing. Green Bay comes to San Francisco next week. This is the Sunday night game. This is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be the game. They flexed this game into the Sunday Night Football. We're going to be live broadcasting this through the Hot Mic app over NBC. It's national broadcast. Won't be any issues. Then after that, we're at the Baltimore Ravens, who just destroyed the Houston Texans. So you're talking Packers-Ravens could be a Super Bowl matchup, okay? Uh, Those are top echelon teams that are whatever then after that you're at the saints again another team that could be in the super bowl the falcons not a great team but they just blew out two playoff caliber teams in back-to-back weeks including the saints and the panthers 
After that, we have the Los Angeles Rams at home. Uh, might be one of our easier weeks, easier games now that I think about it. Um, and then we finish the season with at the Seattle Seahawks. So not a easy game, easy schedule whatsoever. I mean, if you just look at Packers, Ravens, Saints, there's not a tougher three-game stretch that any team in the NFL will go through. Uh, those three teams... That's crazy. So if we can get one win here, if we can get that'd be great. If we can get two wins, that's amazing. If we get all three, holy shit, things are crazy. So it, it's crunch time. <laughs> it is crunch time. And the reason why you rest Kittle and the reason why we starting to get all these guys back now. If we get Kittle back, we're going to be okay. I'm really excited to see him back and how he he does in practice this week because Knee and ankle, that's two major issues on the same leg. Now, Kittle would have played last week if we would have let him decide. Um, so I do fully expect him to be active this week. Um, I do think that he's going to be out there finally. Um, does Sh uh, Sherm scare you in deep coverage? Man, Sherman's been the same person that he's always been. Beyond physical, you know, he gets called for those three pass interference penalties in the first quarter. Well, guess what? He, they didn't test him anymore after that. That was kind of it. So you love the correction, and you love the fact that he played very, very well later on. And now there are some causes for concern on defense, though. And I don't, I don't want to miss those. I don't want to just skip over those. Fred Warner, while he led the team in tackles and was all over the place, uh, that huge run by Kyler Murray, that was on him. He didn't gap exchange on the outside with Bosa. Um, he was hesitant all game. And we saw this two weeks ago at whenever he played the Cardinals the first time. And I love Fred Warner. He's one of my favorite players. He had a great game against the Seattle Seahawks, but both the games against the Cardinals was just yikes. So lots of good. Uh, Joukowsky Tart responded very, very well. Manuel Mosley's great defensive line all over the place. Buckner, Eric Armstead, lots of great things. Um, you know, Jimmy Ward played pretty well all game, but again, he also took part in that huge touchdown run by uh, Kyler Murray at the end of the game. So uh, there are some good things, definitely some bad things, but overall, uh, you walk away from this feeling really, really good. And I, I had no clue it was going to turn into a barn burner like this where, man, <laughs> you're talking 62 total points. Uh, the 49ers do cover the spread, and if you did bet with us on my bookie, um, we went one for one today. So mybookie.ag, it's where we do all of our bettings. We lead all. We do this every week. So if you're just joining us for the first time, I just want to say thank you. Please hit the like button if you enjoy this and hit subscribe, more importantly, so you can join us for the future. We do four podcasts a week, plus I do two uh, long video breakdowns. Last week, one was 40 minutes, last, and one was over an hour. Um, complete film breakdown, coaching notes. I follow everything up on there. That's at my Patreon account. Just type in 49ers Rush podcast on the Patreon app and you'll see it over there. Or you can head to our website, NinersRush.com, and click on Patreon that way. So we do a lot of stuff here and broadcast live play-by-play -play for the games, except for today. We had some issues there. Um, but anyway... So we had two bets that we had going today that uh, were my bets of the week. First, uh, we, the Jets, plus two points. Holy cow. Uh, they dominated the Washington Redskins, so we got paid off on that one. And then my next bet was the unders on first downs with 39 and a half. Well, I didn't know we were just going to throw the ball and elongate this game all day. But, uh, yeah, we lost that one. There were a total. We had 26 first downs. They had 21. So, 
We missed on that one, but we went one for one and got paid out on the other bet, which was nice. And we'll have more bets coming your way. We do a little bit every episode and talk different games. So uh, lots of stuff to talk about there. But man, this is great. 49ers are 9-1. and one. We go through this... The journey that we have gone through as 49ers fans this year has been interesting because you win a game. And again, if we just pause to go back through exactly what it has looked like, we went at Tampa Bay on the road by 14 points. That's great. Yeah, but it's Tampa. Then we beat Cincinnati, who turns out to be the worst team in the entire NFL, and we made them look like that. We blew them out at home, whatever. Then we beat the Steelers in a crazy close game where we have five turnovers, but we got to win. So we're 3-0, and and everybody's sitting there saying, yeah, but. Then Monday Night Football against the Browns, we expose the Browns for what they are, and they haven't been the same since. Then we go on the road and win uh, versus the Rams, the defending Super Bowl NFC representative. Then crazy game against the Redskins where we only win by nine in the Mud Bowl. Then Carolina Panthers were at like the peak of the whatever. We win 51-13 to against a team that everybody is saying might be one of the better teams in the NFL. We destroy them. And that's kind of the key because we have seen what we can be. That 51-13 to team against a possible playoff caliber team. Then we go to the easy game, right, at the Cardinals, who we should just blow out of the water, and we win a close one, 28-25. So everybody's like, well, okay, hold on, let's see. Then the Seattle Seahawks, we lose. We should have won that one, 24-27. Then we struggle out early, down 16 points against the Cardinals team at home. But resiliency, <laughs> if, if anybody would ask, hey, would you take a 9-1 start for the 49ers moving into the 2019 season? Every single person in the world would, I'm sorry, did you say 9-1? Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll just sign up for that. Um, I'm pretty sure if everybody said a 9-win total season, uh, which was my projection, I said we would go 9-7 and seven before the season started, and I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. Um, we... It, it's been a great season, and we are about to see. For me, the playoffs start now because now this is where everything takes place, whether it's first-round bye, division winner, um, wild-card team, home-field advantage, all those things. So if the playoffs started today, obviously, we're the number one seed. We get home-field advantage and the first-round bye and all those things. But the schedule's tough. Again, Packers, Ravens, Saints, and at the Seahawks, that's four crazy games that the 49ers, legitimately any team in the NFL, I don't care who, could go 0-4 during those four games because they're that good of teams. Um, so we'll just have to see how we respond. If we want to be home field advantage team, we've got to earn that. And luckily, we're going to have the chance to go out and perform. So really, really excited to see what's coming. We've got a lot more stuff coming your way, guys. Cannot say thanks enough. Please, um, you know, do the like. Follow us on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman. Helps us out a lot. And we are going to have more stuff coming for you very shortly. So as always, just want to say thank you. And, man, we'll be back very, very shortly with an offensive breakdown, snaps, um, pressures allowed, all that kind of stuff, broken tackles. And we're going to dive deep into the stat sheet for the offense. Then we'll have an entire defensive episode because this was, there are a lot of plays. A lot of plays in this game. So we, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Video, podcasts, all over the place. We're going to be everywhere. So just want to say thanks again. And as always, stay strong, faithful.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.